Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Jessica Bard, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, there have been more than 28 million cases of COVID-19 and more than 500,000 deaths due to COVID-19 in the United States as of March 1st, 2021. The pandemic has had devastating impacts on all aspects of life, stretching healthcare professionals, hospitals, and health systems to their limits. That's why the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases led a virtual roundtable with participants from more than 50 organizations in order to create a framework for communication, promoting COVID-19 vaccine acceptance and prevention measures. Patsy Stinchfield is here to speak with us about that today. Patsy is the NFID president-elect and a pediatric nurse practitioner in infectious disease at Children's Infectious Disease and Immunology Clinic in St. Paul, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today, Patsy. Who was involved in that roundtable? And please tell us more about the purpose. It was a wonderful roundtable we held in January, and it was representing multiple sectors. So there was public health and government, education, there were some unions, there were communication specialists, lots of professional societies, and it was just a marvelous gathering. So from that roundtable, the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases issued new framework to help promote vaccine acceptance. What strategies and messages are included in that framework? Well, the framework really just gets at the problem of hesitancy. So we, in the beginning of the pandemic, saw some hesitancy about this virus. Is it really that bad? Is it really real? And then the hesitancy rolled into mask wearing. So why do I need to wear a mask? Does it really work? And all the messages gene around that. And now, of course, we have hesitancy around vaccines. And so with multiple voices and in pandemics, it's natural that you're going to have new and evolving science and information. The messages sometimes can be confusing to people. They can sometimes get lost. They can maybe even be competing information. And so what we wanted to do is to say, we're not out of the pandemic. We still need to all work together. These various sectors need to collaborate and try to put some framework around how our communications should go. So some of the main principles of it really are important in kind of our everyday communications. And first is respect. So we have to earn the trust and listen to the people that we're trying to to communicate with. Another principle is transparency, and that is tell the truth. Even if it's not good news, uh, make sure that we are giving people the information that they need when they need it. Um, And we want to also use the principle of empathy, and that is to really acknowledge we are all in this together. It really is not fun. I hear you. I hear the pain of how annoying a mask can be um, in public. I hear that we all want to get back to normal, have that empathy. And then also a main principle is equity, making sure that we are speaking to everyone. From that comes uh, multiple avenues of, of practical things that we can do, such as communicate clearly, communicate often, use your message so that it's tailored to the community that you're trying to reach, have messengers that are influencers in that community. So there's a lot of really great practical tips that came out of the framework. 
According to the Kaiser Family Foundation, as of February 2021, 22% of adults in the United States said they would wait and see before getting the vaccine, and 22% said they are unwilling to get the vaccine. What are some of the biggest concerns for the wait and see group, and what is being done to listen and respond to those valid concerns? Well, we call that wait and see group the movable middle because there are the majority of people do want to get vaccine. This is for all vaccines. Most people do follow schedules. Certainly, we're seeing that most people want COVID vaccine. And there is about 22% that are firm decliners. They just do not want this vaccine. That movable middle is the, the group that is hesitant. They're waiting. They want more information. Um, they maybe just are not quite trusting how did this go so fast is it really safe and they're watching basically to see you know what becomes the social norm who's getting vaccinated how do they do and we really want to make sure that that movable middle is heard and that they get all of their questions answered their fears what the science really is how the vaccine works and we have so much information now as we've been sharing through the vSafe program at in CDC really just how safe and effective this vaccine is even for pregnant women so it's sharing that information to to move that movable middle and what are some of the responses that you are giving for the people who say, did it move too fast? Others who have those concerns, what are some of those actual responses that you all are giving? Right. I think my response has been, I, I had the same concern, like, wow, this went as fast as I've ever seen, faster than any other vaccine. How did that happen? And, and what is messenger RNA? So there were a lot that we as scientists really needed to understand and learn too. I think once we can share, like, I had that same question. It puts you on the same field as people who are asking these questions. And my answer is on the, on the speed of it is we invested a lot of money in the United States and around the world. First of all, we collaborated like an unprecedented way between scientists and academics. We shared information. I think people really did nothing else but focus on this vaccine. What we mainly want people to know is that no corners were cut in the safety aspect of this. So as typical in clinical trials, phase one, two, three, uh, the, the appropriate safety measures were taken, the regulatory review, that was the area that no safety measures were cut. What about a message for people who are worried about any possible long-term effects of a COVID-19 vaccine? Well, when you look at vaccine research and new vaccines that come on um, to the community and for us to begin using them, they're, they're very well researched. We start small in small numbers and then make sure that it's safe. And we're doing that right now in studying COVID vaccine in children. We don't just start with a large group. We start with adults, then we move down in ages. Um, and we test it for safety. We test it for tolerability. We test it for if it's working, is it building the antibodies? And then you go to a larger group and then a larger group. And now we're out into you know, our population. That would not have rolled out to the population if there were any safety signals. When you look at vaccine research, anyone who's going to have a severe reaction to a vaccine, that is mostly going to happen 
usually within the first day or two and at the farthest out within the first couple of months. And so in the research, that is how uh, we, we were studying people. They would get their first dose, second dose, and then be observed for two months. That's the data that we've been using. Um, and then we'll be following many of these subjects for um, up to one to two years afterwards. So we know that if there was gonna be serious side effects, uh, they would have been shown in the trials before we released it out to the general population. What are some of the biggest challenges healthcare professionals have experienced with public confidence in science and medicine throughout the COVID-19 pandemic and what lessons really have been learned? Well, it is really difficult for us in, in healthcare, science, medicine, nursing, to know that science is the foundation of all that we do every day and to have people question it or to uh, seem that it just doesn't seem uh, appropriate in some ways that for us to have to explain things, it is a little bit surprising, but I think that is our job right now. People have access to information and sometimes that is misinformation that they're getting through social media. So we as scientists have to take the time, we have to listen to what concerns are. We have to make sure that we are building that confidence and that gets back to that telling the truth and making sure that we're sharing all the data when we have it. And that's where the United States and our vaccine um, approval process is one of the most transparent models in, in the world. And so that's a really important part that people need to know that we're all working on this together and it is transparent and you can ask us any questions. To sum it up, why is it so important to have consistent messaging to gain public confidence in the vaccine and get everyone on the same page? Consistent messaging, I think, is one of the other tools along with hand hygiene, washing our hands, wearing a mask, having our physical distancing, avoiding crowds, getting vaccinated, but communicating clearly is a tool that will get us all on the same page and out of the pandemic. So we really need that 80% or more of community immunity. And if we have people that are resistant to getting vaccinated um, and we're not uh, achieving that 80%, this pandemic could persist. And so we talk about the importance of how wonderful it was to create a vaccine. Well, now we're in the hard part, which is vaccination and getting us, um, all of us, one arm at a time out of this pandemic. And we do that by communicating about it, telling the truth about safety, that this is a very safe vaccine. It is working and, and really surpassed our wildest hopes at 94, 95% effectiveness and, and 100% effective in people having to go to the hospital or dying from COVID. Uh, it really is uh, wonderful for us to be less than a year at the beginning of the pandemic, having a tool such as, as vaccination. And now we all just need to do it. So communicating clearly about that and consistently in a collaborative way from many sectors, the right message from the right messenger is what this is all about. To sum it up, what are the biggest takeaways for our audience here today? The biggest takeaway is that having questions or concerns is normal. And we want to make sure that we are acknowledging people's questions and concerns, that we're listening, that we're getting the message that's tailored to that person and their community, that we've got our social norms around vaccination. We want to make sure that we're giving people hope that vaccines work, vaccines will get us out of this pandemic, that we can be positive about a future doing the kinds of things, going to concerts, sporting events, big family reunions. I really personally look forward to all of that. 
but we won't get there unless we get ahead of this virus. And the way to do that is through vaccination and communicating clearly that we need everyone as far as that community immunity. Is there anything else that you'd like to add today? Well, I would just say thank you to everyone for having the the willpower to continue to wear masks, even when it's springtime and we all just want to bust out of our winter homes and we want to bust out of the pandemic. But having that ability to look at the whole, um, to say, I've got to wear my mask a little bit longer. I've got to go get my vaccine when that becomes available to me, that I'm not going to just do it for myself. I'm going to do it for my family and my whole community, that together we can we can do this. We can get back to the things that we love. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. It was nice speaking with you. Thanks for having me.